0: he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated. often it's good for us to stop and listen to the stories that are told in scripture because for many of us when we hear about uh, these visitors from the east we might think of a song like we three kings of orient are we might also think of every sunday school pageant we have ever seen in our entire lives and the truth about both the hymn and those pageants is they don't tell the full truth of this story that we heard this morning. And there's a really a good reason for that. No child wants to know the full ramifications of what it means that those wise men from the East came and visited the Christ child. So who are these visitors? Now, there's lots of arguments You can read lots of different commentaries, we'll have different opinions. But there's no proof that there were three. We're pretty sure they weren't kings. Most likely it was a group of astrologers, people who worshiped the stars as a way of knowing what was happening in the world. They looked to the sky to help them to understand what was happening in the world. And so they saw this star rise and they knew that a king had been born. So they set out on a very long journey to see this one to whom the star was pointing. Now they make an assumption along the way. And the assumption is that the king of the Jews would be born where the temple was in Jerusalem. So they go first to the seat of power looking for this king that has been born. Now, when they get there, they stir up a lot of distress in the people. This is the part you'll never see in a pageant because it's, it's, you just won't see this part in a the pageant. They stir up a lot of distress in the people. One, the whole relationship between Jerusalem and Rome is tenuous. So having a king be born can set you against the Romans, which you don't want to be. But it also means for them that Herod, who's already a little bit unhinged, gets even a little bit more scared in the process. Now one of the things we know about Herod, one of the things that we learn about him in his life, is that he is so paranoid that at one point he kills both of his (laughs) sons and at another point he kills his wife because he's so scared that he might lose his power. So this is the man who these wise men happen to tell, oh, by the way, a king's been born. Now you can understand his reaction, maybe just a little bit better. And so these astrologers, whatever we want to call them from the east, have come to pay homage to this one who has been born, this king that has been born. And it takes their visit to Jerusalem to find out that they're in the wrong place. That the prophecies of old say that this king is going to be born in Bethlehem. And so it sounds as if the star starts to move again. I don't know quite if they just were reading it wrong or if the star started to move again. But it says that they followed the star to Bethlehem and found where Mary was with the child. And I think what we don't focus on quite nearly enough is that whoever these visitors are, the first thing they do isn't give give the gifts. The first thing they do is worship this newborn king. They worship this one who they've been looking for, searching for, following after for a very, very long time. And so they kneel down and they worship this one. And I don't know what we're supposed to make of that for sure other than I think in the context of all of Matthew's gospel what we're supposed to realize is that Jesus has come for more than just the Jews. Jesus has come for the Gentiles as well. And so these Gentiles and they're coming to worship Jesus has shown that this one has come for all Of creation for all of God's people. And then of course we're told that they have a dream, and there's a lot of dreams in the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, but they have a dream not to return to Herod, but instead go home by a different route. And if you read on in Matthew's Gospel, you recognize why the wise men all of a sudden realized just how dangerous Herod was. Because it's only a couple of verses later when we we hear and we realize just how paranoid Herod is. Because when Herod realizes that he was tricked by the wise men, he made a decree that all children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under were to be killed. This day shows up every year in the church calendar on the 28th of December, but very rarely do we have church on the 28th of December, so we kind of skip over that part of the story. But now you understand why it was so dangerous in a way that they brought this news, this good news, to this one who couldn't accept that good news. The one who would be afraid of this king that was born. During the season of Epiphany where we think about the star, the star that leads us, the star that leads us to the place where the Christ child was born. This morning we're also going to step back in time in another way, not just two days, we're going to step back farther than that Uh, This morning, following communion, I want you to stop at the the corner of the front pew on your way back to your seat. And on those seats, you're going to find stars. Now, we haven't done stars for several years, but this is a tradition that Pastor Sarah started when she was here. When she was here. And so I thought today was a good day for us to have an opportunity to look at these stars, pick a star for ourselves, Wants, ourselves once more. So if you're somebody who doesn't come forward for communion, just know that after worship you can come and find yourself a star. Now I have shared at different times how important uh, these stars can be. Um, I've always left it up to fate. I just rifle through the basket and pick one and see what happens. Some years I've remembered that star word the whole year. Some words, I think Monday comes, and I don't remember what my star word was, okay? So what I'm trying to say to you is it may speak to you. It may be something that you want to carry with you this year. It may be something that doesn't speak to you, but I would challenge you, even if it doesn't speak to you, to give it some time. Because sometimes the message that we're being sent isn't as apparent as we want it to be. Sometimes the way God through the Holy Spirit reaches out to us is not quite as apparent as we want it to be. So what I'm saying is, carry it around with you, take some time to get to know that word a little bit. Because in the end, your word, whatever your word may be, is meant to help you follow Jesus is meant to help you seek after this one. Seek after this one that these astrologers, these sages, these wise people, whoever they are, traveled so far to come and worship. This word is meant to be our guide as we walk forward into the year, not just for ourselves and the things that we need to change, but how we need to be in relationship with Christ himself. And so I hope this morning, as you reach into the basket, you find a star that speaks to you. I will give you this opportunity. If you don't like the first word, you can pick a second word, but that's it. Okay? Because at some point, the Holy Spirit might be trying to tell you something, and you probably should just listen. But this child born in Bethlehem. This child, this king that has been born, was born for all of creation. Was born for each one of us who have gathered here this morning. Was born for this world. And so we give thanks for the star that has led us to the place. The place where we meet this king. Amen. 嗯。we pray for the church, the life of the earth, and the whole human family. Guide the whole church with your wisdom, revealing God. Nurture ecumenical and interreligious understanding around the globe, especially in places of ethnic and religious strife. We pray for Lutheran World Relief and other organizations that provide humanitarian aid, disaster relief, and health care. God of grace, Hear our Restore your glory to the earth, creating God. Protect fragile ecosystems, rainforests, coral reefs, wetlands, prairies, and shorelines. Guide us to treasure the rich variety of animals and plants that share the world with us, especially those that are endangered. God of grace. Hear our prayer. Bring the nations into the way of justice and peace, righteous God. Strengthen those who work for human rights, equality, and the protection of the most vulnerable. We pray for all in public office that they may serve with honesty and honor. God of grace, hear our prayer. Help those who have no helper delivering God. Rescue any who suffer from abuse, neglect, or exploitation. Deliver adults and children who are caught in cycles of of poverty. Transform social systems that enable racism and discrimination of any kind. God of grace, hear our prayer. Accompany the ministries of this congregation in the coming year, Abiding God. Inspire those who lead, worship, teach, visit, pray, administer, and serve. Keep us mindful of the needs of others in our communities and neighborhoods. We pray for Pastor Tom and his family during this time. God of grace. Hear our prayer. Surround with your care all who are in need of your presence and helping in their lives, especially for Hannah and Terry on hospice, For Linda in memory care. For those receiving or awaiting treatment for cancer, Teresa, Melody, Jeanette, Sue, Judy, Brittany, Dave, Benedicta, Ray, Aaron, Jake, Becky, Sarah, Stephanie, Susan. For those in need of healing, Carol, Diane, Dennis, Erie, Jim, Jane, Kay, Robin, Bren, Jonathan, Diane, Marty, Warren, Amy, Jeanette, Stephen, Jennifer, Kathy, Davielle, Sage, Virgil, and those we name aloud or in our hearts. God of grace, hear our prayer. Reveal your promise by the witness of those who have died, trusting in you, redeeming God, especially Fred. Receive our thanks for their witness and faith, and guide us by their example until we are gathered with them into your eternal presence. God of grace, hear our prayer. Pondering the mystery of eternal love made flesh in Christ Jesus, we commend all for whom we pray to the mercy of God. You may be seated. I'm gonna have Dolores come up here. I'll meet you on the floor, Dolores, so you don't have to go up the steps. Dolores is about to uh, embark on a great journey, an adventure that uh, she's been thinking about and pondering for a long time. Um, She's moving to Missouri to be closer to family, and so today we want to wish her farewell. A reading from John. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, Dolores, in her time here at Bethesda, has been involved in lots of things, Um, I'm gonna highlight some of them, and there's probably some other things that I don't even know that you did at another point in your life. But she worked for a long time with Food for Lane County, checking people in and keeping the statistics uh, that had to be kept back in those days for Food for Lane County. She's been a front desk volunteer for a long time. She was my stalwart Monday morning person that I could count on year after year for so many years. She's been a pew straightener and an usher And I'm sure, like I said, lots of other things that she's done around here at Bethesda. But she's also been busy in our community. Uh, She was a Daisy Duck for many years and took care of the volleyball team uh, in great ways. Uh, One of the greatest joys, she would say, is to have those girls all feel like she was a grandma that they could come and hug when they just felt disconnected from home. On Monday afternoons years ago she used to work with legal aid in the afternoon as a volunteer as well. So she would come, come to the church in the morning and then in the afternoon she would go work with uh, legal aid. So we just again want to bless you blessings as you travel to be closer to family uh, in Missouri. And uh, hopefully I highlighted at least a few of the things that you've done. Certainly did. Okay, well good. I was hoping I did. but. In Holy Baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ received you and made you a member of his church. When you came to this congregation, we rejoice to welcome you into the mission we share as the people of God. In this community, you have come to know and to share in God's loving purpose for you and for all creation. God has blessed you in this community, and God has blessed us through you. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the work and witness of your servant, Dolores, who has enriched this congregation and shared her gifts. Now bless and preserve her at this time of transition. Day by day, guide her and give her what is needed, friends to cheer her way, and a clear vision of that to which you are now calling her. By your Holy Spirit, be present in her pilgrimage, that she may travel with the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And now may the peace of Christ be with you always. And with you. Yes. Peace.